Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, buddy. Hello, we are in our brand new studio. Oh, wait, not quite. I mean, look, bro, we're still in my office, in the corner of my house, and we have new equipment, so this could sound amazing. Amazing. Or it's going to sound terrible, but this is episode 45. So if you're still here with us, you're here with us. Yes. And that's exciting. You are with us. Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Well, now that it's almost New Year. So you may hear, we're recording during the day. You may or may not hear my children in the background, and that's going to be okay again. I know, it's light outside. It's so weird. I know, it's weird. But I'm still drinking a beer, and I'm having a great time. So what are you drinking, sir? I am drinking Flat 12 Beer Works uh, out of Indiana. It's called the Upside Down Blonde. It's an American Blonde Ale, and it has been furnished to us by our friend John Skeen. Oh, John Skeen, you're my hero. Uh, I love you, John Skeen. Yeah. I've already expressed my love over Twitter, but I just want to say I love you. We we do, and I think what's important about this love is that it comes from gifts of beer, gifts of amazing merch, signed wow. merch by Stuart Sager, which we'll just get this out of the way right now. Dude, right? I know, right? Okay, first of all... <laughs> Uh, from John, I got a, an, an incredible twofer of, uh, uh, Batman black and white drawing and a very colorful Joker with like dripping teeth. And oh God, it was so amazingly yeah, beautiful. Phenomenal. And, uh, you know, if, if you follow our Instagram feed, you already saw what I got. I got a sweet Deadpool signed print and a, uh, Metroid one as well. Both beautiful. Awesome. The Metroid one is amazing. Yeah. So cool. And, and so John, you give, you, you know, you get our, Christmas slash New Year's slash we love you thumbs up approval day. Yeah, and and then, you know, from John and from my podcasting buddy Marshall from our birthday and Christmas slash. Indeed. Uh I got a beautiful issue one of the Walking Dead variant cover signed by Stuart Sager. Merry Christmas, buddy. Brilliant. And I love it. Hi birthday. Thank you. I'm drinking, if you want to know. John thanks to John. I am I don't even understand what's happening, but it's very festive. It's from New Albanian Brewing Company, which I have featured on this show several times. And it's uh, it's an, a Christmas ale, and I'll just read it. It's a Christmas of, mess. Yeah, I mean, honestly. I mean, there's some hops, obviously some malts. But the thing is, uh, the spice in it, cinnamon, nutmeg, sweet orange peel, and fresh ground ginger. Some amber honey in there. I mean, it's it's close to a Belgian, but uh, it's it's magical. It's got Santa Claus on the front, bro. It's festive. Santa Claus. Anywho, all right, man. So we haven't done this in a while. We haven't. It's so weird. I mean, we've we've guested on a, a couple other things, and which we'll talk about. Yeah, and we we did our our one shot, but we haven't done a uh, main show in a couple weeks. Well, we've put some shows out, so it doesn't seem like we've been gone that long. But we haven't recorded our main show in a while, so this is very exciting, and I'm happy about it. So. Before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and of course, we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter, Will is at IamWillGriggs, we're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and I have to assume we're on Google Play by now, but I don't know how that works. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Right. don't know how it works. I signed up, and I'm assuming we're there. Can't find us. Yeah. Assuming we're there. I'm still wondering why our app which right. i've created is still not up on itunes yet there's that as well but you know it is what it is 
Uh, so definitely give us ratings on iTunes and all that fun stuff. Help us out. And we have the timestamps in the show notes if you are not a Swotor fan. We don't have a ton of Swotor. We have some cool community stuff um, I want to talk about this week. And, of course, Patreon.com if you think, and I, I'm going to bite this from one of my favorite podcasts, if you think this show is worth at least a dollar, you can, <laughs> uh, you know, hit us up on Patreon.com slash usual podcast. Uh, give us a buck or two an episode. And if you go ham for a couple weeks, ten bucks an episode, we'll give you some socks and some amazing beer uh, courtesy of my wife's shop, Hippies Long Stockings, and me. Yeah, and actually for Christmas I got some of these socks, and they are wonderfully comfortable. <laughs> we gift a lot of socks. It's Christmas. And, it's great. And, yeah, that's why. And, of course, audibletrial.com. I have an amazing selection. Uh, well, well, look, here's the thing. audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. The only book right now, if you have not listened to it, and you've seen The Force Awakens that you should be listening to, is The Force Awakens novelization, because, holy crap, there is stuff that there are scenes that are not present in the movie, of course, but there's interactions between characters that you miss. Um, Phasma seems a little more more of a character as well, and it's definitely worth checking out. It's read by Mark Thompson. You um, mean in the book she's more than just Boyega's bitch? Indeed. Uh, and <laughs> let me tell you, dude, is, I mean, if you've read any of the expanded novels, expanded universe novels from Audible, Mark Thompson... He's amazing. I mean, Han, spot on. Lando, even better if possible. Does a great Luke. Definitely worth checking out. So that's my suggestion this week. You know, that's actually one thing is, you know, everyone's wondering, where's Luke? Where's Luke? Mm -hmm. Where's Lando? (laughs) I think that's a real question. Where is Lando? I mean, especially with what had happened, is he going to pop up in eight? Something I hadn't even discussed before. That's a good point. I think he kind of has to, but I mean, you know, Billy D's still around. You know, Billy D likes to be in stuff. Billy D likes to be <laughs> Billy D. <laughs> so I think that's important. So uh, yeah, nice yeah, little we'll tangent see. there. <laughs> yeah, eh, you know, it, it's been a while. Tangents are okay. Uh, all right, so I guess that's it. Should we get to Star Wars: The Old Republic? Let's do it. Boom, bumper, bumper, bumper. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share. All of this with you, if you will only kneel. First and foremost, uh, our condolences to Chill from Utinicast. Yes. Suffered a loss um, over the holidays, right before The Force Awakens, in fact, came out. Um, he lost his wife, and, and I can't, I, I not only can't put myself in his place, but couldn't imagine what he's going through at all, and... Um, so our deepest condolences to Chill. So uh, anything you need from us, man, you know we're here. So yeah, just let us know. We're sorry to to have you go through that. Yeah, man. But he was back on the last uh, episode of a teeny cast. I noticed. So you know, it's you know, nice whatever, to hear his voice again. Yeah, but, whatever you know puts him at ease is is what's most important. Absolutely. All right. So uh, speaking of our Swotor community, the latest Galactus uh, Ga- Galactic Gamers Coalition came out. Uh, that was number 12, and it's called Subscriber Retention Protocols. And that was, <laughs> uh, which is pretty clever. Fred and Lou from Beyond the Stars hosted. They had Tio from Matini Cast, Chuck from Bad Feeling, of course. Uh, Max from the, uh, Sword Tour Escape Podcast. It was a good show. Really good. Definitely check it out. So, and of course, uh, yesterday, Will and I recorded with, uh, JT and Jesse from Krillian Run Radio. Yes. Well, actually, that's false. Jesse's not from Krillian Run Radio. Heather couldn't make it. Jesse does Passionately Casual. Passionately Casual. With, uh, with JT and they invited us on and it was a lot of fun. I had a whole slew of technical issues in the beginning. So yeah, he was causing trouble. Yeah. So I, I, my sincerest apologies to JT and that editing mess that will ensue. 
And, but honestly, man, I, it was a lot of fun. We talked Sotor. We talked, um, mostly The Force Awakens. Yeah. And as is our style, we made it a super long episode. Yeah. Well, we talked for a while. And that's, okay. that's, a, that's, I don't know. Are, are we, are we good at talking? I don't know if we're good at it. We just do a lot of it. We do a lot of it. So if you're, if you do a lot of a thing, I don't think it matters. I don't think that makes you good at it. It just makes you experienced. Well, isn't it the, that old maxim that you become an expert at something by doing it for a thousand hours? I thought it was a hundred. No, I think it's a thousand hours. I think you're right. A thousand hours makes you an expert and mm. we are far past that. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I talk for a living, man. So I am an expert. <laughs> I'm amazing. All right. So also, <laughs> it's just, this is kind of a weird thing I threw in for the community. There is a petition going out to Bioware via, um, change.org. That's it. Change.org. Uh, I don't even know what to say about this and it's not really worth spending a lot of time on, but there's over a thousand people in the Swotor community that want more group content from Bioware so bad that they started a petition. So if you're so inclined, we have a link in the show notes. Do it. Don't do it. I, I don't know. I don't understand these Speaking things. of petitions, and yeah. again, about our, our uh, little chat with uh, Jesse and JT on Carillion Run yesterday. Yeah, I have a convert now. Really? I do. I have a convert to the stackable storage and functional storage. Oh, here we go. Thanks. Okay, so you're going to go down that road already? We're, I'm we're- just... Five minutes in. I'm just going to say, you know, well, stackable storage. That's fine. And, like, weapons cases okay. and foot lockers and... Look, you're not... No one's mad at you about it. It's just... We know. Got to keep it in the forefront, my friend. Hear that, Bioware, since we know you don't listen. All right. And that last thing here. Unholy Alliance and Wookiee Mistakes. Speaking of our friends, Jesse. Uh, Jesse. Oh, my God. Put this video together. You see this video? I did. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It's like a, a, a year in... Uh, in the year in review. Uh, uh, you know, Unholy Alliance and Wookiee Mistake. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. I it like is. it. You know, all of Jesse's videos are hilarious. And I was looking for myself in there. I, I think I'm in there. Yeah, we're, I, I know we were definitely in the picture for, uh, after the, uh, the pod race. Oh, yes. That's for sure. For sure. All right, man. So let's get to our weeks in game. I did stuff, but I want to hear what you did first. Um, I did a lot of leveling. Um, you know, I took advantage of last week's uh, double XP, and uh, I leveled up all of my eight mains. Yes, I have eight mains, one for each class. That doesn't make sense, but go for it. Uh, they're all leveled up to level 65, and then um, I started my uh, my smuggler, Andari. I started her on the my first pub side of the uh, coffee content, and uh, so actually just last night I got her to uh, the part where she just got Senya. Nice. So, so there's that, and then I, uh, I still have my tunes that I had started creating for my saga legacy over on Jungma with the the uh, the Bad Feeling Podcast Guild with the weird names. Yeah, with well, with the yeah, with the <laughs> so I so I've got like Lucas Star Killer and Han Solo, but Han spelled S or Han spelled H A W and stuff like that. And I've got another one for Thrawn and yeah, yeah. I, I've got Mango Jet. Oh lord! <laughs> Look, so man, seriously, I, it's like I'm living a Spaceballs episode. You're living something. I but, am, but I'm, uh, I'm all I'm all excited now that Force Awakens is out because now I can create characters based on Ray and Finn and all that stuff. Phasma, I can create. Cre- imagine I can create a dark trooper named Phasma. Oh my god, it's amazing! Um, so I uh, I picked up the uh, I I started working on my uh, Lucas Starkiller and I've leveled him doing just heroics. Mm. From level 15 to 54, and now he's a 54 level uh, Jedi Knight 
um, that is uh, good, and he is back on course on doing his missions. <laughs> Good's boring. Good is boring, but Luke is kind of boring. So I'm actually looking. I'll say. <laughs> I'm looking forward to. I think and whiny. The, I think the next one I'm going to create is going to be a Sith Juggernaut. Okay. That's going to be Anakin, and so he's going to start off with good decisions, but once he meets the Senate on, uh, or once he meets leadership on Droman Koss, he'll start to turn and his become more and more dark. As the story goes along. Yes, this is... This very is, convoluted. This is my RP side coming in. Okay, I was going to say, you're getting deep, dude. But this is good. I'm happy for you. Okay, so what did I do this week? Yeah, I didn't did do a do? lot. I got Fallout 4 for Christmas. <laughs> so I have been playing the crap out of some Fallout 4. Hey, dude, yeah, I saw you play a little bit of oh. this, and dude, it is a gorgeous game. It's beautiful, and it's so sandboxy to where, like, you can craft things, make this little community, and, you know, uh, alter weapons. Like, some of the stuff you can do in the other fallout series but this one it's it just really lets you waste a lot of time if you want to <laughs> and i i had to put it down last night because i was like you know the wife was playing the sims i got her one of the expansions for the sims and i was like you know what i i have a bunch of time i've been playing a lot of fallout i should play some sword tour so i finished off my sage and my sork uh to 65 nice. they you know via double xp heroics and I'm almost got my smuggler up there as well. So most of my tunes are almost 65. I have, a, I have a couple at 55 still, but I'll get those up pretty quick. Um, we haven't been doing walk, uh, but we'll get back to that maybe this week. I haven't put it out there. Maybe we'll, maybe Friday, but no, I think we'll have to do a week from, oh, a week because from Friday is New Year's. So. Oh, that's right. That is New Year's Day. Yeah. We're not doing that. Uh, and Nico Okar, uh, I have been, so what I did was I took all my tunes, every single one. Went into their cargo holds and all of the the companion gifts that I've been hoarding. Any I unlocked Nico Okar on them so I could see what he liked, and I basically shuffled all that to my my assassin main. And now, I think Nico Okar is like thirty two, thirty three, something like that. Nice. Like I'm just trying to power him up to fifty just so I can hang out with him more. Really. Yeah, I have a um, on my on my main main. Um, I've got... Um, Wait, now you had eight mains, now you have main main? Well, I have my main. It's a lot of mains. Yeah, I do. Um, You're my main man. My, yeah, so I did yeah. There. It's my, <laughs> my sniper, and uh, she has Lana up to, I think, 34, 35. Okay. And most of the other main... <laughs> you said main again. Uh, <laughs> primary uh, new companions, you know, Koth and Senya and whatnot, yeah. they're all mostly over 20. Crazy. Um, but then I, I've made Nico be the main companion for Luca Starkiller. Oh, nice. And so, because I figured, you know, Luke with a smuggler, I mean, come on. Yeah, why not? And so, uh, that is mostly uh, what he's been doing, and he's up to, like, I don't know, 15 or something. Cool, man. Well, uh, let's get into the news. There's not a lot. Not a lot. I'm going to breeze through this really quick. We know Bioware typically disappears for at least a month. In December. Yeah, you kind of have to give it to him, though. It makes sense. The game's been out four years. Let him have vacation, you know? Uh, but there were some issues. Uh, besides w- w- the events, which we'll get to, the Harbinger had an issue where they restarted the server, I think, but then it got rolled back. And so I, was, I wasn't I was playing at the time. Yeah, I didn't have any, any yeah. intru- in- anything with this. So. And, it, and it rolled back a few hours and it, it affected some folks. Uh, didn't sound like the end of the world, but it is what it is. People, of course, don't want their progress reset. Um, there was a series of re- uh, server restarts on the 14th and the 22nd. After the 14th, the Rakul event came up broken. They decided, they basically said, unfortunately, we'll, 
will be unable to address the issues of the Rackle Plague before the event expires. So we'll get you next month, basically on the 12th of January. Right. Um, the server restarts on the 22nd was, uh, had something to do with the launcher and the Microsoft security issue daily thing. Yeah, it had to do with mostly the, how the launcher interacts with XP and Vista mm-hmm. and how since Microsoft isn't supporting XP and Vista any longer, it's, there was something in with the coding. So they just basically had to change it so it's going to be supported by all game for, or all operating systems. Right. So then right after that, <laughs> scheduled the bounty contract event, uh, broken. Yeah, this pretty much screwed over their whole, Season of Star Wars thing. Well, they were like, oh, you know, we're not going to be here, but here's all your events. You know, here's Life Day. Yeah, here's Life Double Day, XP. Double XP. Three straight weeks of events. And no to, no events. No. Not a single Well, we had the green. Oh, look. And we had Life Day. The point is, is I know Bioware's getting a lot of flack for this. We'll kind of get into this. I want to ask you a couple questions before we jump out of Spotor, because this is going to be short this week. Um, I love the game, of course. I'm bummed about the events. I don't care about buying a contract that much, but honestly, I was really looking forward to uh to the Rackle Plague this time. I had some time off. I really wanted to really wanted to do it. Yeah, I I, I need to get back to to actually all the events because they are three of the main things that I haven't kept a reputation on yet. I'm I'm almost done with Gree, um, just because I needed to get up there for certain uh, things to unlock. Um, I finally got my science sphere. Nice, dude. Thanks to the uh, where you can purchase it with both uh, green technology and the wrap uh, uh, parcels. Right. So I got that, um, and it's a cool little mount. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I'm jealous. I don't have that. Yeah. I think I have the stuff. I just I gotta get my stuff together. I have a lot of parcels, and yeah, I do seriously. have some of the uh, gray helix left over. Um, what's the other thing you need? Bounty contract stuff? I think no, that's the only one I'm for missing. this one, it's just gray helix and, and snow covered parcels. Oh, then I got that. Ooh, yeah, so, I should get that tonight. Yeah, so seriously, well, I'll be uh, going I, I hard. Yeah. Before Life Day goes away, go to your Life Day vendor and buy everything that you can that you haven't because. I've done that already. Yeah. I bought, uh, the only thing I, well, I didn't buy the, uh, the mount off the cartel market, but I bought all, I bought most of the decos, uh, and some other stuff that was on there. So. Yeah, well, I mean, that's where you buy the science fear. With the, the right, with the the cross, uh, uh, I gotta do that. Yeah, thanks. Um, the, I still need to buy a lot of the decos, um, but I did max max out my. Uh, you know, when you get the uh, the life day holo tree from drops, um, I've maxed out one, and I'm almost maxed out on a second one. Nice. Uh, oh, and I did do a little bit of decorating this week on my. Uh, Narshada and Drum and Cost Strongholds. Oh, nice. Um, and I've decided since I started getting a whole, because I'm running a lot more operations and stuff, I'm getting a lot more planet themed decos. And so I'm going to have like a Drum and Cost room and a Tatooine room and all a Hoth room that'll have like a Whopper rug. And Oh, nice. So I'm going to theme different rooms and stuff. It's, it's kind of cool. It's a long term process, but. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, yeah, I need to get back to decorating. We've talked about this. I do have the Wampa rug, though. With the, with the decos, it's just another thing where, um, you know, I'm not even close to filling out my, my deco thing where you get the achievements for having 100% decorations and stuff like that. Nice. Here's, we talked about this on CRR yesterday. A little and, bit. And we were kind of predicting a little what we were going to get in the next year of Sotor. I was a little more optimistic, I think, than, than you guys, but I honestly, and this is something I was actually talking to Master Lou uh, the other day as well, because he's he's got concerns about what Bioware is doing and what's going on with Bioware. And and I think what's important about that, what he where he's coming from is, what is their plan? Are they just going to keep rolling out solo content? Are they just going to keep doing, you know, 
are they going to give us more? Mm-hmm. And we talked about the petition, uh, group content, uh, and PvP, of course. We know there's a new war zone coming. We're going to get more information in February. I'd like to think we're going to get it sooner, closer to February, but... Um, I don't know if we want to sit around and predict anything, but honestly, this is, we've been playing this four years, man. Four years. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna basically reiterate what my thought on all upcoming content for the rest of the life of this game is that I, that I kind of said on, on CRR, and that is that everything is going to be connected to the primary story from now on. Yeah. Um, it's kind of always loosely been, you know, it's like even with GSF, it's like, okay, well, you kind of have a, a starter quest to go over there and do it, but after that, it's just all, same thing with PvP. The yeah. war zones, it really doesn't matter the story of the war zone anymore. It's just going in and fighting. Now, I think everything from now on is going to be heavily connected to the story. And I think the biggest indication of that was in the, is the alliance, uh, program. Yeah, absolutely. Because like you've got, you know, once you meet Kaizen, you've got to go and do war zones or, or, world boss hunts. Right. Once you meet Kaizen, you've got to go and do well, world boss. Well, M14X and, uh, and the other one, yeah, right? yeah, and so you know, it, it's already tying in that way. I think if they were smart, um, it, because as it is right now, they're they're alienating or they're causing separation between groups of players. Well, absolutely, between RPers and and solo players, solo players and and PVPers, PVPers and, and, and end game content people and everyone else. And so. I think, uh, in, and so like, Jesse. Well, we already had that big issue with the nightmare content too. Exactly. The nightmare players, and, and we didn't mention this in the, uh, community section, but, uh, there has been some interviews with some of the, uh, on Bad Feeling Podcast, their last one, they did an interview with some of the nightmare content folks. Uh, and oh my God, dude. Like, like, there's nothing, there's no incentive for them to continue to do nightmare, although they want to do it. And granted, there's not a lot of people out there doing that content, but does that mean they should, Okay, you know, I, I did, totally be ignored. I did listen to that whole discussion on bad feeling, and I actually came up on the other side of them on this hmm. after listening to them. And the biggest reason is because I didn't get any clarification on if this is what they do. I mean, like, did they level doing whatever to get to that level so they can go do the end game content? But because it's not required to say go do Dread Fortress. You're not required to have gone through Zyost or whatever, so it's not story dependent. It's not about have story actually, for them; it's I, about challenge. I them. understand that. Yeah, but by if they if they continue to but by doing because they don't do story, they're saying, well, there's nothing for us to do. Well, there's tons of stuff for you to right, do. Right, right. It's just not necessarily what you want to do. And say, example for me, when there's stuff that I've run out of to do, I go and do War Zones. I go and do there. I just I find another aspect of the game yeah. that I am not as experienced. I'm like, for example, we're doing end game operations now right it's something i'd never done in the four years that i played the game so i'm I'm expanding my own horizons yeah and i'm and i hear what you're saying but i think for from their angle and and i'm and you're right there is plenty of stuff to do but i I think what it comes down to for them is they want to do the cutting edge content and if bioware is not going to give it to them what's the incentive for them to stick around right no i totally understand that and that's why going back to what i think is everything's going to be story connected is for example, if they do a a, a a new war zone, yeah, um, I think it would be smart if they if they base it on Odessan and it's a it's a schism within the alliance, or yeah, there's an infiltration from Arkin uh, that causes something, and that's where the 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 war zone comes from. And then with the uh, with the new operation that happens, say at the end of this new coffee story, because there's going to be stuff going past coffee. Oh, for sure. Um, at the end of coffee, there's a major battle 
that everyone has to team up for, and it's part of the story, but they also get their in-game content. Right. I'm with you, man, and I, I, I like to think that Bioware has... Here's the weird thing with Bioware. They want to communicate, and then they communicate poorly, and then they go through this weird drought... Excuse me, this weird drought of not saying anything. And then I have a feeling in February... Like we talked about yesterday, they're going to come up with a roadmap. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, we're going to have PvP in this, we're going to have this, then we're going to have this, then we're going to have this. And of course, we're going to get all the stories as well uh, with the chapters of coffee. The issue is, I think, if if they don't come through and, and have a roadmap in February, and they don't, if they don't, if they basically don't give us something by, I'd say, April, there's going to be a mass exodus outside of coffee. Because, I mean... Honestly, I really think there's going to be. I think there's going to be a really... I think it's a distinct possibility. Uh, and I don't think they can wait until summer, honestly, no, to give us to no, give us to new... Give you, they have uh, to give you a roadmap, at least. I mean, right. at least saying, this is kind of what we're working on. And actually, you know, going back to everything being connected to story, right now, they've with the, the story they've written and, and released so far, they have totally set themselves up to totally expand on GSF. True. And they haven't mentioned it at all because honestly, especially if you're going into saying there's a major battle coming, gonna be for, for an operation at the end of the coffee content, and it's a finally, it's a, it's a mono a mono alliance versus Arkin thing going on, right? Then, well, I mean, of course we don't know how the next, you know, seven chapters of the storyline are gonna go, but you set it up where you have the gravestone and then the eternal fleet. Right. That are a huge battle. It would be nice to get some PV, and people have talked about this, some PVE GSF content that goes along with the coffee story. Would be exactly, because the GSF would go on great, you know, where you're a support crew for the gravestone. Yeah, it'd be fun. My personal optimistic, uh, you know, prediction is that we're going to get some content, PVP, I think, and PVE, uh, before April. Like, or, you know, March, April. I have to think. Right. And if they did this whole GSF thing, it, it just would make sense because they would be able to create much more alliance schematic mm-hmm. colors and yep. stuff like that for your ships. Plus, as it is right now, you can't use Republic paint jobs on your Imperial right. ships. Right. And, you, and what's the point of, why is that distinction there, you know? Right, exactly. So, I mean, like, whenever you create a new character, you get two paint jobs you can't use, so you've got to just get rid of them because right. you can't sell them. Because you can't do anything with them. Exactly. So, but this, and now that you're in alliance, you can mix paint jobs or whatever. Why not? Uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up, dude, is, well, two things. Uh, Life Day. Uh, yes. I, I keep forgetting to throw snowballs. So do I. But, uh, you know, I, I'd like to see something more with this event in the future. Granted, there's all the cartel items and stuff like that, but, you know, it's fun, but I forget to throw the snowballs. And once you get everything with the parcels that you want, you know, we're, what's left really. So it, I would like to see some sort of quest that go along with it. For my EverQuest two days, there was always, an island that opened up, you run around, you do quests. Granted, it's very similar. You go collect something, do something, but it's, it's another place to go. It's Christmas themed and that kind of thing. I think that's something that if Swotor next year, I think really does need to do something more with Life Day. Uh, I, I'd, I'd like to see that. Yeah, sure. I completely agree. Um, I do completely forget to throw snowballs, although I did, uh, buy from the cartel the, um, the, yeah, I got the launcher. The launcher. Yeah, that's it. And then it was the first thing I'd ever unlocked through my collections. So I could get it to everybody. Are you serious? First yeah. thing? First thing. You're a weirdo. So now everybody can can do it. And so it's on the hot bar and I use it because it's only, what, a six-second cooldown. Yeah. 
Um, so, so that's really cool. But, um, I agree that they, that it, it, just a simple quest, even if it's still staying on the Narshada yeah. promenade, that you actually have to do a certain amount of whatever. And, and the droid thing's not enough. The overheated droids, that's just tedious. Like, I mean, there are, there are little things to do with Life Day right now, but excuse me, I think they really do need to expand on this for sure. Yeah. But as of the, the parcels, uh, you know, even if you bought, bought everything you, you want, I just hoard them because yeah. now that they're using them to purchase other items, you never know when, say, in October yeah. or something, and there's something going on with Rackle that you need a hundred par- hundred parcels to buy something. Totally, and I have stacks of this stuff, man. I I love it. Um, all right. So the last thing I just want to throw this at you, dude. We have not been podcasting for a year, almost, almost. In a few weeks, will be our year. Yep. Uh, our year anniversary, I suppose. Uh, I'm really happy about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is episode 45. Granted, by the time we get to 52, we'll be in February-ish, right? If I don't, I don't do math well. But um, but we're coming up on our year episode, and we'll do something for that for sure. But we've been playing this game, though, for four years. I know, right? <laughs> and I I just wanted to kind of acknowledge that. I mean, I've never one time played a game for this long. I think the longest I played a game... Prior to this was probably EverQuest two, and that wasn't more than a couple of years, I don't think. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, this is this is what got me back into gaming. I mean, I had played. I mean, not that I like to admit this much anymore. I played Farmville for a long time, as one does, and, and all the Zynga games. I played Farmville and Cafe, whatever mm-hmm. you know, Treasure Isle, whatever all those were, just because it's kind of what was there, and it was it was social, right? Because yeah, you can sure. play with other people on Facebook. But this is much more interactive. It's Star Wars. And yeah, so once you, I mean, once you got me into beta on this, I knew I was playing forever. And, and same here. I, you know, I tried Galaxies. I've played EverQuest. I've played lots of MMOs. I've played lots of Bioware games and single player games. But there is something about this game that keeps me coming back. And now even more so that we've met some, some of these amazing people in the community in the last year and, you know, started the WOG group and, and, and stuff like that. I can't even, I can't even tell you. This game is more than just the game. It's about these amazing people I've met. And and as long as the game's around, I know those people are going to be around. And I, what my fear is that what I don't want to have happen is when this game shuts down, we we lose that, you know? So I'm hoping there's a either a SWOTOR 2 or another Star Wars MMO that we can all move to that we all want to play because I don't want to lose track of these people. Like, some of these folks, I mean, I've been... And, and, Going back to us being on, on Carillion Run Radio, the cool thing about that for me is I've been listening to Carillion Run, Carillion Run Radio since the beginning. Since, you know, and I've met those guys and I used to work with De- Deirdre who was on that podcast yeah. and stuff like that. And, and for me, it was a bigger deal, I think, to be on that podcast yesterday because I'd never been on there. I know, right? But I've been listening to that podcast, New Teeny Cast, and these guys for so freaking long, man. And it says something about this community. It says something about this game that we're still here four years later. So happy four-year anniversary, my friend. Four years. Word. Podcast Corner, I got a good one for you this week. Here's my problem. I consume a lot of podcasts. One problem? Look, let's just focus on this one. I have a lot of I have a lot of problems. This... How do I want to put this? I've highlighted these guys on our show probably more than any other podcast, even Kevin Smith. Okay. It's your fault. You got me into plumbing the dust star. I did. And Sans Pants Radio is their podcast network, which is phenomenal. Uh, I listen. I am now caught up on Shut Up a Second, which took me, it was a hundred and something episodes at least. Uh, plumbing the dust star I'm current on. Okay. 
movie maintenance I haven't started yet where they do there's this other one where they do uh they rewrite movies and and like okay, to make honestly, them better. <laughs> I I've still only listened to like 15 episodes of Plumbing with Death Star. The, I I'm way behind. Let me just tell you the best part about these guys is they're Australian. They're hilarious and they their chemistry is phenomenal. So the show that I'm listening to right now that they just started uh there's 25 episodes. I'm I have like seven or eight more to go before I, I've been consuming it crazy in the last couple of days. It's called D and D is for nerds. Okay. <laughs> and so what they do is they basically, they sit around, they have a guy that that's a DM for them. Right. And there's three of the guys that have been on the show on all the other shows and they play D and D, but they play it in their way to where it's very simplified in the beginning because he's just like, he's just like, okay, uh, let's just play. So they're kind of learning as they go. But at the same time, they do things like, the one girl, uh, they, they name their characters hilariously. And then they'll do things like, I want to pinch his butt. And like, <laughs> uh, can I try to, can I, the one guy has a cat. He ends up getting in a fight with his cat. I can't even tell you, listening to other people pay D&D makes me want to start a new D&D campaign. <laughs> okay. Mostly because I love DMing, uh, for, for a D&D. I mean, I, we play together, you and I, uh, yeah. I would love to do that again. And just like, simplify it crazily to where people could just sit down and have a good time like they do. Definitely worth checking out. It's called D&D is for nerds. Uh, if you listen to the other, their other stuff, the Sans Pants guys, it's, it's phenomenal. It's so much fun. I'm like literally playing SWOTOR last night. Uh, Kate was playing the Sims next to me where you're sitting right now. I'm sitting there and I'm cracking up and <laughs> multiple times. She's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I'm listening to this podcast and I'm just doing heroics mindless. Right. But I'm dying talking to this. So D and D is for nerds. Can't, can't stress it enough. So good. Anyway. Yeah. It's a, uh, this also works out well with the tabletop game that we've been playing mm-hmm. this week. What's it called? It is called the red dragon Inn. and okay. So we're going to, we're actually going to play it tonight. I don't know if you're going to, but, uh, we played the other day. I got it for Christmas. And it's essentially, a lot of people play it as a drinking game. But the fun part about it is that it's like as if you and your D&D adventuring party was out on a quest, but then you come back to the tavern afterwards. Yes. So you have to figure out how to stay conscious by not drinking too much and and or make sure you don't go broke. Yeah, because if you go broke, the winch <laughs> will throw you out. Yeah, so there's gambling involved. There's there's cards that negate other cards. There's weird fantasy things. It's a lot of fun. It, it it was a lot of fun. I played it twice. The first time I played it, I was a, a sneak. Yeah. And so uh, basically I could cheat at gambling and I, <laughs> and like somebody makes you a drink. I'm like, oh, sorry. I knocked my drink off the floor, onto the floor. <laughs> it's really funny. And then the second time I was a, a paladin orc. Yeah. And so it had this mechanic where depending on your decisions, uh, your, your purity level went up and down and it, you know, the less so pure good. you are, the more you had to drink, but also the more damage you could do. Right. But the more pure you are, the less you had to drink, but you didn't get to do much damage. Yeah, no, it's that was a pretty fun game. So I'm I'm getting the itch again, man. I, I really want to, you know, a couple times a month get some people together and do some D&D again. Be fun. Uh, yeah, I, I think I could be down for that. Yeah. What if we, this is, I mean, we could do D&D, but what if we tried maybe the West End game Star Wars? Could try that too. Or West Coast, West Coast Gaming. West Coast Gaming? Isn't that who does the Star Wars? The Star Wars what? The Star Wars style uh, role playing games. Oh, right, 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 right. The, uh, um, you're talking about the card, the, uh, D&D game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can try that too. I'd be down. Yeah, cause I mean, honestly, I mean, you're, you're a fantasy guy, so we oh, can fantasy. definitely get D&D, but, uh, I could totally 
be all about creating right. a, an X-Wing pilot or something. I shall ponder this. Anyway, shall we get to Star Wars? I think we should also definitely look into tabletop games from uh, Will Wheaton and see if he's discovered Red Dragon in yet. Oh, I know he has. Sure he has. Because that's awesome. So that'd be funny, actually, to watch him to play that. Okay. We gotta get to Star Wars. I'd honestly also, oh, okay. I'd love to watch the people right. from the guild yep. play mm-hmm. Red Dragon in okay. as their guild characters. Cool. Can we get to Star Wars? <laughs> I I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Yes, that'd be amazing. Don't, 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 don't. He's messing with the mic. You're messing up my setup. All right, let's go. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. What you started. Alright, so Star Wars. We're in Star Wars now, aren't we? Yes. By the gods. Alright, what are we doing? Oh, first thing. Community shout out. We were guests again on another show, my friend. We were. We were on It's a Trap. With, of course, Redna and Ordo. And they had uh, Redna's guildmate and, of course, renowned artist, comic book artist, awesome dude, Dave Dorman. Dave Dorman was great. Was also on there. I met him at Comic-Con. Um, it was great to talk to him again. And we did a whole podcast about The Force Awakens. And it is called The Force Awakens Reactions. So definitely check that out. It's a trap. We have a link in the show notes. Uh, shout out to Red and Ordo. Thanks again for having me and Will on your show again. Yes. It's always a lot of fun. Yes, it is. And Dave Dorman's awesome to talk to. Yeah. It was very, uh, very interesting getting his viewpoint. For sure. All right. So discussion stuff. Here we go. Where are we at? First thing. Uh, first thing, we're, we're dealing with all the canon stuff, and uh, Marvel Star Wars comics, you know, of course, which we constantly talk about on one shot, and we, we talk about how big we're fans are. There is, uh, part of the, the Vader Down run is uh, Star Wars 15. Right. Which is coming out. Like five or six? I think it's the fifth one. Fifth, yeah. Okay. Um, um, but it looks like it's going to be showing Luke's past, so I'm... Curious to see if they're if they're waving that like in post Jedi past. No, like as a kid. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So that should be interesting. But I'm wondering if that's going to be from the Obi Wan Journal. Oh, I bet it is. So we'll see how I they bet. tie that in. Yeah. It just showed a couple of different panels, and I thought it was- that might be cool though, because then you get that a whole um, what you know, because we read Kenobi or I read Kenobi, right. and you get that I you know what Kenobi was doing and watching out for Luke, but it'd be cool to actually get a canonized version of, of that. So yes. that would be cool. All right. That'd Come be down. interesting. Also, don't forget the, uh, coming up, uh, end of this, this year, I think it's maybe next week. Next uh, week, I think. The, or two uh, weeks. the C3PO one shot is coming out. That's going to explain the red arm that we saw in force awakens, but we started to get a little hint of that. Is it a book or a comic? Well, the one shot is going to be a comic. That's going to have the story of the arm. Right. But, uh, this last week there was a book that was released on, um, a whole bunch of the, the Force Awakens characters and stuff like that. It was oh, one neat. Of, okay. It was one of those DK publishing uh, Oh, nice. Books. Oh, to- I forgot to tell you about that one. Actually, I think this is it. Yeah, it says, oh, yeah, you're right. It does. It says, um, if you find the part about. Yeah. So- basically, you go to the C3PO page and it says that the red arm was. Uh, a remembrance of a sacrifice of another droid or something like that. Yeah, so I, I'm sorry for the paper ri- rifling here, but I was at my local bookstore. My parents were in town, 
and I bought a uh, DK Publishing. Uh, it's basically a Force Awakens uh, best way, a visual dictionary. There were two of them there. There was one that was all cross-sections of... That was really cool, though. I, I didn't buy it. Cross-sections of vehicles, mm-hmm. which was phenomenal. Um, and this one in here, and you're right, it does say something to that effect. I was it's just on trying the to... right side of the right page, whatever it's Yeah, on. I was just trying to get the wording. Uh, oh, there, there we go. Trying to get the wording exact. So it okay. says something like, uh, C-3PO has upgraded his uh, Tran-Lang uh, 3 communications package to increase his language fluency to over 7 million forms of communication. <laughs> And C-3PO is uncharacteristically quiet when it comes to discussing his salvage arm. It's a memento of another droid's sacrifice. So that's all we have so far on that, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the one-shot, which should be coming out in the next few weeks. So so we'll definitely follow that up on our next one-shot um, episode. For sure. Sorry for the paper rifling, especially with this setup. It's all very sensitive. Yeah, you're, so you're, we you're have... Welcome, so we have a ton, obviously we have a ton of so stuff, stuff because of the, the film being released. Um, yeah, basically there are so many articles you can read on the uh, the box office records of oh, um, yeah. of what The Force Awakens is. Uh, hang on a second, I'm opening up a, something I got in an email. Alright, so uh, it, it, Star Wars has officially passed both $600 million uh, in both the domestic and international markets, so it's past one point. It's a one point two one, um, one point two one billion worldwide right now. Um, but that's without China opening it. China opens on January 9th. But and I forgot they were getting it so late. When you told me that earlier, I was like, "What? China hasn't gotten it yet." So what? What happens when China gets it? Um, that's why it's so far behind Avatar on the worldwide okay. list. It is now fifth all time. Okay. Uh, domestically right, behind right. Uh, Avatar, Titanic. Uh, Jurassic World and Avengers uh, 1. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be passing Avengers any minute now. Oh, sure. And then, uh, yeah, then it's on to the big three. So basically, here's a quick rundown, according to Box Office Mojo, of what the records are. It's broken the Thursday night preview record, the Friday record, opening day, single day, <laughs> Sunday, opening weekend, opening weekend worldwide, December opening, the top opening theater average for wide release movies. Oh my god! Monday, Tuesdays, Christmas Day, the second weekend, the opening weekend, or sorry, opening week, the first seven days. Then it holds a record for three day, four day, five day, six day, seven day, eight day, nine day, and ten day grosses. Wow! Which would be Jurassic World. It's the fastest to 50, 100, 150, 200, 250, 300, 350, 400, 450, and 500 million. And it did 500 million in seven days faster than Jurassic World did. And beating that by 40 million. So it's doing okay. Fastest to 1 billion worldwide. <laughs> uh, oh my god. It has the top two grossing weekends all time. Uh, yeah, and then, so, so that's the other domestic records it holds is the biggest opening, uh, holiday opening, biggest December opening, PG-13, non-opening in Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. So, yeah, it's redonkulous. Well, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's alright. I mean, it's not getting crazy. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> I think it has a really, really good chance of, of catching Avatar domestically. Yeah. Because basically in a week less than it took Jurassic World to get to what it did in, to get to 500 million, it only has about 180 million left to go to catch Avatar. Huh. Yeah, man. I, I think, I think it's going to happen. 
Yeah, and I think what's actually going to help it is it's obviously going to be nominated for some Oscars yeah. for technical awards. Um, but, and, and obviously I, I think Williams is going to get nominated for best uh, score. I think so too. But that's usually the limit of what Star Wars movies get nominated for. Right. Except for the original movie, which had Alec Guinness getting nominated for Best Supporting Actor. This had such strong performances, I would not be surprised if, say, Harrison Ford got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Or Finn. I mean, Ridley too, man. Ridley would be great, but it would be much harder for her to break into Best Lead Actress. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, It would be much harder for that. But I could definitely see J.J. getting nominated for uh, director. He or could. J.J. and Kasdan getting nominated for screenplay. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the screenplay, I mean, you know, we talked about this a number of different times and how much it mirrors A New Hope. But that aside, I mean, I think that was on purpose. And I think the way that the dialogue, the character, the actors, the dialogue, and and the pacing i think i think it's a great film I, I hope that it gets more than just the technical stuff honestly yeah so the the main the point my point of making that point is that um if it does get it's going to get the bump from oscar noms and awards in uh in january and march so. yeah cool all right so what's next man we have uh this little butte right here uh, <laughs> so and we've debated this quite a bit yeah there there's been an ongoing debate on whether snoke is actually Darth Plagueis. Um, which I wholeheartedly support this. I really hope he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a little support for it because if you listen to the, what we just mentioned, John Williams' original soundtrack for um, for Force Awakens, the theme that plays, it's actually called the Snoke theme or something like yeah. that. It's very reminiscent of the theme that plays in um, the scene of Revenge of the Sith when... Sidious is explaining to Al Anakin and about the Darth Plagueis. Yeah. Right, right. And I, I don't see it, to me, story-wise, canon, old canon, legends, whatever you want to say, I think them bringing Plagueis in now would be brilliant. I think it would really, it would not only be continuous with what was brought in with episode three, but at the same time, the EU folks, especially those of us that read Plagueis, I know for me, I love that novel. It's one of my favorites of, of, of the Star Wars books. Yeah. Like, period. The, the two know? things I think it has going for it with that respect is that it was the last book released in the EU before the, before the, the canonization. Yeah. Um, that and, uh, James Lucero, who wrote it. James Lucino. Lucino. Yeah. Who wrote it has written for stuff since. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, what's this Blu-ray crap? I just had to say that while you're joking. Yeah, uh, you, you can click on it if you want, but I basically believe, um, that Blu-ray.com, which is basically a, a, just a, a great clearinghouse of release dates, um, has actually announced that Force Awakens should have a release of, I believe it's April 5th. Okay. Where most places are saying spring, um, this one is actually said April 5th, so it's the first uh, date that we get. Um, yeah, April 5th, uh, Star Wars Day, which has been first we've heard of the date, but which lines up with the general spring 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the first official date we've gotten. So hopefully it'll hold up. Cool. Um, I can't wait for that, by the way. Deleted scenes, bloopers, commentary. This is probably going to be one of those Blu-rays. I, I, I'll buy Blu-rays sometimes, but then I never dive into the commentary and stuff. But, you know, if JJ's sitting there behind the mic, 
yeah. with somebody, I'm I'm gonna listen. Yeah, if I buy Blu-ray, it's for the special edition, yeah, or the special uh, features, um, because I love I love listening to commentary and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and you know, totally off topic here. If you ever get a chance to listen to. Uh, watch Notting Hill Blu-ray and, okay. and listen to the 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 commentary on it. it. Has Hugh Grant and Thomas Sangster, who's actually also in Star Wars, okay. is in it, and it's hilarious. All right, so you gotta you gotta watch that. But anyways, I do like it. So I, I almost I consume almost everything digitally now. Um, but that would actually be something I will buy. Oh, I'm gonna buy it. I'll buy it for you. Here we go. <laughs> um, there's also a uh, you know all the the online theories of who Ray is related to. Um, the biggest ones out there are possibly related to Leia in some respect, or which is Luke. the one I like the yeah. most. I think, but I know you like that. Um, it could also be Luke, is what a lot of people are saying. The one that I've actually found the most convincing, and actually we can watch this video really quick if you want, so you can kind of see it, um, is that uh, Ray is the granddaughter of Obi Wan. So yeah, so it's an interesting theory that that she's Ray Kenobi, and uh, and like I said, Mister Sunday Movies uh, supports it with with some circumstantial evidence. Yeah, I actually like it. I like that idea too. I mean, I like more than anything. I like that we don't know, and that we're still that there's so many different options for who she is, and you know, you can heavily hint all day that she's Skywalker's kid, but it would. Honestly, be a little more, I don't know if exciting is the right word, but I don't know. It would be more exciting if she was something else. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's in, that's what I love about what JJ and, and Kazden have done is that that's how you write good saga is that you leave so many options open. Right. While leaving it engaging. I agree. Uh, all right. So what else do we have? Uh, it's been uh, uh, confirmed through Twitter, and I can't remember which uh, person in the in the camp has confirmed this, but that uh, Force Awakens' original working title was Shadow of the Empire, which is an EU book that introduces us to uh, Prince Zizor. Right. Um. So there's that. Um. And also, uh, there have been some released uh, concept art from Force Awakens, which I will be posting on Pinterest. But it shows that uh, the, it was originally considered that there was going to be an Anakin Force ghost. Um, which might be pushed to episode eight, which would make sense if, um, if it shows what I think it's going to be, that it's going to be partial flashback. Yeah. Um, and that it's going to show part of, uh, Ren's training and his fall to the dark side. Uh, he will have had to have come into contact with the Anakin Force Ghost, I think, to have such a, a great connection to him. Yeah, I agree. And it would be brilliant if the Force Ghost is still ambivalent about darker light side. It would be cool actually to to see uh Ren interacting with the Force Ghosts of Anakin. Like whether you know, through a holocron or some like some some interaction there to where which is why maybe now he's praying to that you know, that helmet. Maybe that's why he went after the helmet. That kind of thing. I yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, it's gonna the the interesting side of it is it's definitely gonna have to bring back either Hayden Christensen or David Prowse. Or it'll both. Be, it'll be Christensen. Probably it'll be the but young honestly, version of him because they'll 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 tie that somewhere with the Clone Wars. Yeah, or and honestly, you know I, mean? I think this would be a Which good way for him to redeem that character. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm with it. I, not I, not I redeem think. Darth or redeem Anakin, his acting. Redeem the the performance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The performance, good. Um, 
And Boyega has come out and confirmed that Episode 8 is filming in the next couple of weeks. He said that he's heading back to the UK. And uh, we already know that Luke has started, or that Hamill started shooting some scenes. Right. And he's already shot some scenes from the island that he was at in Scotland. And I read something about uh, Ridley saying something about how good the script was. I yeah. mean, you know, so, so it's, it's, it's already happening. Yeah, principal filming is starting right now. So we're good on that. Um, one thing that came up in the DK book that you're talking about, about the, the cross section and the visual dictionary, um, is that there is a strong connection with the force use within the first order. Yeah. Um, and this could be because Snoke is obviously force sensitive and he's leading the whole thing, or it could be the general Hux has embraced the force unlike Tarkin. Right. Um, but it turns out that these, the, uh, turbo lasers on the force, first order star destroyer are powered by kyber crystals. Which is insane. Which is, is insane so because so cool. that is what powers um, the... Lightsabers. Well, the light side lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Because dark side lightsabers, the red crystals are synthetic. synthetic right. Um, but the kyber crystals... Uh-huh. We're, we're, we're so Star Wars smart. We are. Someone else said that Thank to you, Jesse. Recently. We are Star Thanks, Wars Jesse. smart. Thank you. Um, but the kyber crystals, which are uh, currently only known to be found on Ilum. Ilum. Or... Why am I drawing a blank on the other planet? Rebels. Uh... Lothal. Thank Lothal, you. Lothal, yeah. So Lothal or, um, or Ilum. And this also ties in that one, it'll either bring Rebels canon more to the forefront. Yeah. Or as I think that Swotor is eventually going to be swallowed into canon, Ilum might become involved. I hope, I hope the latter is true. Honestly, I, it makes more sense, maybe, that Rebels, you know, they continue that with Lothal and, and bring that in and maybe goes into some of our theories about, of, uh, uh, Senteca being, uh, Ezra. you know, Ezra or somebody from Rebels. But I mean, it, it would be kind of neat to bring in some of the stuff. I mean, Bioware's been crafting this for years, you know, bringing some of this stuff in. And I, I think it would be, it'd be better. It would be better to bring so much from the old Republic. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be, it would be harmless to what's going on right now, honestly. You know, except for these tangential connections like the Kyber Crystal. There's a couple, you know, and it would be it would be harmless, really. And I think it'd be nice to bring that in and say, you know what, this game we've been playing for four years is is canon. It'd be badass. Yeah, and because it's so far outside the time frame of what they're dealing with right now. Yeah. The only thing it does is it gives them more content to pull from, especially Force Ghosts such as Revan. Yeah. Or Vitiate. Or. But we already have Bane too in the Clone exactly. Wars and stuff like that. So why not continue to bring in? Really far away EU stuff and, and, and just let it be. You yeah. Know? I do think they have to, I think the reason why they're so slow in doing it is they have to vet each, oh, yeah. each content. Every single storyline. Because every, every single line becomes canon. Now. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's a, a serious undertaking. So I'm, I'm with you. Um, all right. So what else do we have? Um, JJ's come out this week and, and actually told a couple of little, uh, little nuggets of secrets. Um, the first being that in the original trailer, there was the, the scene that everybody was talking about of, of Maz handing the lightsaber to Leia. Right. Um, and why which was, never happens. which never happens. And the reason being is that scene was originally supposed to take place at the resistance base. And JJ says that after the, after her, uh, castle gets destroyed, her cantina, um, Maz was supposed to originally go back to the base with everyone else, and she was going to hand off the lightsaber that okay. Ray shuns yeah. to Leia. Right. Um, they reworked the story so Poe takes control of the saber, and there was no reason for Maz to Finn. go there. Oh, yeah. Finn. Sorry, did I say Poe? Yeah. 
that Finn took took control of the saber, and there's no reason for Moss to go to the camp anymore. Right. Because basically, she would just be going there and sitting around. And it makes more sense for her to stay, rebuild what was broken, and have the lightsaber already on its way. Exactly. Uh, The other thing is, uh, in the original uh, treatment of the story, Poe was going to die. He's going to die early. Yeah. Um, And that's actually the character that Oscar Isaac signed up for. He was like, he went in and uh, read for the script and and, and he he got the part. Well, he didn't officially get the part, but he was questioning because he he was going to die early. And he's like, this happens to me in a lot of my movies. Um, (laughs) Most notably, the Bourne legacy, where his, his death sets up the power of the main character. And, um, which I rewatched Born Legacy this week and it holds its own. So, and I'm looking forward oh, to I like the, that. I like that series. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to the newborn movie, which is filming right now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, when he, uh, got a call from JJ and he officially took the role, he goes, well, it's good because you're in the whole movie now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And stick around. <laughs> exactly. So, and he gives, I think, one of the stronger performances. Uh, I said this yesterday. Uh, he's, one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite outside of Finn. Ray's up there too, but I, I really like Poe's character and I think what he brings to it, not only acting wise, but the character is written in such a way to where he's a, he's, you know, he's a little arrogant. He's a little, he's good at what he does and he knows he's good at what he does, but he's a pure character. He, he loves, he is, he, he latches onto Finn. He gives him his name. That is seriously, in my opinion, the, the, when they meet each other again, I was one of the four times I cried, I think, in the second time, second viewing was because it's like, buddy, oh my God, you're not dead. Like, and he's calling him buddy. He says, keep your jacket. I love that. And yeah. I, and I just, I'm, I'm glad he's going to be around. He's a lot of the, the, the soul. Yeah. Of the movie. Exactly. If, if Finn is the heart mm-hmm. and Ray is the, the, the overall character, I think Poe is a good, good, in, Embodiment of the soul. I, I agree with it. The goodness. So th- this one, <laughs> I saw this too, and uh, this is crazy. It is, but I actually, it I makes sense. I, I completely understand it. Yeah. So once, once some people. All right. So uh, there's the you know Harrison Ford is. I don't know if it's a rumor. Is it a rumor? Um, eh, it's uh, it's been rumorish. It's been, yeah, it's been said. <laughs> it's been said that Ford was paid upwards of fifty times. Uh, the amount of the other actors in this film, and well, of the of the original three, he, it didn't compare him to the new guys. But the, you knew the new people he, were getting paid less anyway. Well, the new guys weren't going to get paid anywhere near a Harrison Ford, so no. you know they're not in the contention anyway. And I think it's interesting. It makes sense with Luke. Absolutely makes sense in this film, only because Luke's in the last forty-five seconds of the film. Right. Lay on the other hand, Carrie Fisher. Make her lose weight, all that stuff. No, it still makes sense. So it still makes sense. He he honestly had about fifty times the screen time. Of he did, one. and now and I'm okay with it. Plus, he is a much bigger star. And plus, spoilers, he dies. So yeah. Um, plus, he still hasn't gotten money from the back end yet because that doesn't kick in until I think six hundred million. Oh, interesting. Okay. So um, whereas that's where Robert Downey Jr. made the bulk of his money because he got end up getting like fifty million dollars for Avengers. Oh, that's crazy. But it was all on back end money, right? Um, but this, the back end money doesn't kick in until I think 600 million or 500 million or something right. like that. And I think they all get back end money, but it's getting Harrison. Gets yeah. More. That would have to be in their contracts. Yeah. Think. But Harrison gets more, but also it's totally understandable. Now, you know, he's going to have to be in at least a couple minutes of episode eight 
to tie it off, either in a funeral scene or back flash flashback or something. I maybe, think, maybe. I think. Um, and I think he's probably already shot it, and it's just they're going to take that footage. Okay. But that's why I think, you know, the the uh, the salary is going to go up for Leia and, and yeah, for sure. Well, that'll go up for the next movies for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So there's that. What's this one? Uh, I'm a big fan of the bad lip reading crew. They do bad lip reading of political content, bad lip reading of NFL sideline stuff. Yeah. And they gave the bad lip reading treatment to the original Star Wars trilogy. Oh, that's funny. Um, Have you watched this yet? No, I haven't. Uh, Open it up because it's pretty funny. All right. So bad lip reading. That's funny. I haven't seen that. Yeah. So all (laughs) the bad lip reading stuff is hilarious. They usually do like some political content like uh, debates. Yeah. And they're, they're pretty darn funny. And this is the last thing I have here was a little side thing that Greg Grunberg. Oh yeah, said. I found this too. Yeah, and he said that J.J. Abrams, who's his best friend and has been since kindergarten, already uh, already regrets not directing Star Wars Episode Eight, um, which is also being done by Ryan Johnson. Right. And uh, Episode Nine is being done by Colin Trevorrow. Um, but it, he says that he just really got into it. So, well, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I they already did they already set up who was doing nine. Yeah, Colin Trevorrow, who directed... Oh, yeah, you just said that. Yeah, yeah who directed uh, Jurassic World. Right, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, makes sense. Also a lot of money. But yeah. he's still executive producer, so... Yeah, absolutely. So but so he still has control over it. I mean, obviously, ultimate control is Kathleen Kennedy, but... Right. Um, but, yeah, he's the major force, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> good one, dude. Uh, I like you. that. Hey, well done. All right, a uh, little bit of game news. Um, obviously, start, we, we talked about the Force Collection and, and Card Trader and how they were introducing a lot of Force Awakens stuff. Well, the Galaxy of Heroes, which I know you played a lot more. Level 43, bro. Uh, I'm, I hit 54 today. Aha, uh-huh. I'm catching up. Um, Galaxy of Heroes has expanded with Force Awakens characters. Yeah. Um, I've already gotten uh, uh, Poe. Yeah, I have Poe. I'm working towards Rey. Uh, and the Kylo Ren, they're not giving us the free ones anymore, I guess, but, uh, I'd like to get that. But I mean, it's, it's, I like that game a lot, mostly because it's very turn, it's turn based. It's like Final Fantasy with it Star is. Wars characters, it and is. I love it. It's so much fun. Yeah, so I've unlocked Poe and I've unlocked, uh, Phasma. I did that this morning. Oh, um, Phasma, nice. Yeah, I'm working on, uh, Ray and Finn. Cool. Alright, what else do we have? Also, uh, Infinity. Uh, which, of course, their Infinity 3.0 is Star Wars based. Right. They released a, a, a Force Awakens Infinity poster. Yeah, I saw that. It was pretty cool. So very cool. So that's going to be up on um, Pinterest. So take a look for that. And we have some merchandise stuff. Did you see this commercial from... You saw this, uh, the SNL skit, right? Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, so I threw this in there last minute, uh, mostly because it was one of my colleagues, too, was telling me about it. And, you know, SNL did a skit, and it was like, you know how... <laughs> contrasting between kids these days who are playing with their toys and, you know, kids our you, age. You can play with the toys and make them fight lightsabers. Or you can leave them in their package. Or you can leave them in their package. So they can appreciate value. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's pretty awesome. So uh, that definitely check that out. We have a link in the show notes. So what um, else we got? Also, uh, if you're a Lego fan, which, you know, a lot of us are. Uh, I am. They've... Always had the, uh, well, not always, but they, they had the major uh, Millennium Falcon release that they did a while back. That was 4,500 pieces. And I guess you can buy it on eBay now for like six grand. Yeah, that's too much money. It's really hard to find. But they just released the, the new version of the Millennium Falcon, and it's like, I don't know, 1,200 pieces or something. And it's really kind of lame. Um, <laughs> well, this, this major fan has taken uh, a year. And he built his own schematics and, and built no it. And it's over, I think it's over 5,000 pieces. Or no. 
seven thousand. It's it's thousands of pieces, and it looks beautiful. Wow. It's amazing, and it's uh, he didn't skimp on detail to keep weight down. He obviously didn't do any of the in- interior, right? But the exterior is is gorgeous and spot oh, on. Be so cool. definitely check that out. Um, Best Buy has released a, a Star Wars limited edition laptop through, I believe it's HP. Have you taken a look at this yet? Uh, yeah. It's well, no, pretty... I saw the Star Wars laptop. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. The yeah, Star Wars the, yeah. 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 Totally. Um, and so check that out. It has sleeves and, you know, it's themed like Kylo Ren or Darth Vader or whatnot. Um, Funko has actually started this year releasing boxes very much like, uh, Nerdbox and, uh, and, uh, Loot Crate. Um, but they're working specifically with licensed people. So yeah, Funko awesome. is is done a, a Star Wars one. The newest one is called Smuggler's Bounty, and it's going to be for uh, for January. Uh, the last one was uh, based on the Resistance. So it was Phasma was the Funko yeah, yeah. that was in there. So uh, pretty darn cool. Um, I'm hoping the one for Smuggler's Bounty is going to be Boba Fett. Yeah, or Han Solo. That'd be sweet. Um, why would it be Boba Fett? That's a bounty hunter. I'm sorry. Bounty hunter. So I'm hoping it would be uh, Han Solo. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so that's pretty darn cool. Um, we'll get to another one, uh, another thing of Funko's doing down in their merchandise. Um, but Disney has officially started closing down uh, areas of uh, Disneyland. Now, and and I saw, I did, I did see an article about this, and I was wondering. Um, I had a debate with Kate because she was she had seen something, and I was like, so they're what are they closing? Because they're closing. I thought they were just closing the Rivers of America and Toontown. No, and the ranch. Yeah, they're closing everything Big Thunder except for the ride. Okay. So the barbecue and the ranch are gone. Right. Uh, the, are you still gonna be able to walk behind there? You're gonna have to no, go around the other you side. You have to okay. go around. Okay. Um, they're closing down Toontown. The railroad is closed. Oh, okay. Because it can't go through it that can't area. Go through there, yeah. And uh, all of Rivers of America are closed. Oh wow. Um, they actually have a map. Um, does that mean that's well? That does not include Jungles, correct? No, that's on a different right. waterway, okay. but it does include Phantasmic. So Phantasmic is closed. Right, I did know that, yeah. Yeah, so if you scroll down, there's actually a map. Oh, yeah, okay. That shows what's closed. Oh, so, so that's what I thought it was going to be. Okay. Yeah, things, so things that are closed permanently are Big Thunder and uh, anything Big Thunder except for the ride and the petting zoo. Yeah. Um, the uh, temporary closures are the railroad. The Davy Crockett Canoes, the Tom Sawyer Island, Phantasmic, and the Riverboat. Also the Columbia. Right. Um, they didn't mention that on here, but that's obviously well, going to be part, part of it, it as yeah. well. Um, so basically anything to do with the Rivers of America. Um, it doesn't have Mickey's Toontown as being closed here, but that will eventually be closed as well. It's just not closed yet. Okay. Right. I think that's what she was saying. Because they're still moving, uh, they're still moving office space over from the area behind Mickey's Toontown to the new office space on Manchester Avenue. Right. Which is a couple blocks away. Um, so I think once that's all done and they go on to the next phase, um, because right now they're kind of just redoing all that stuff. So Yeah, for sure. Yep. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. All right, man, so let's get to uh, pop culture. It's all you. We're into pop culture. Um, We only have one piece of news, so let's get this out of the way really quick. Disney has officially passed um, $5 billion in... Oh, it got its money back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I think it's pretty safe to... It's the first time it's ever passed $5 billion uh, in in grosses. I think it's pretty safe to say it'll eventually hit six with, uh, with Force Awakens. 
Um, it's still not the. Oh, I thought this was in reference to to Star Wars. You're talking about the no, revenue this is for the, the year Disney company. Yeah, the Disney company for the or the Disney um, film studios for the year. Oh, wow! A five billion. Damn. Um, it's still not close to the record, which is this year's Universal. Oh, really? Oh, because of uh, Jurassic, Jurassic World, World yeah. and Fast and Furious Seven. Oh God, that um, license to print money. Exactly. So, so I did that with the license thing. And this is a worldwide thing. That's a worldwide thing. So um, they they they've crossed seven billion already. So they're way far ahead. But this is a big milestone for Disney um, because with this and with Good Dinosaur is what nice. pushed them over the, the. Oh yeah, I didn't get to see it, but my kids saw it. They said it was good. Yeah. Um, so before we get into all this news, uh, this is a time of year where you start to get a lot of promo images and a lot of posters and whatnot released. Um, so check our Pinterest page because there's going to be a ton of new content. Yeah. Um, or check my Pinterest page and the the uh, the Pinterest page for the the show because there's going to be a ton of new content up there. Totally. Um, so check those out. Um, other than that, we have a, a, a bit of news for the Arrowverse. Um, it looks like Bizarro is going to be coming to Supergirl. I'm still behind on Supergirl, which bummed me out. Uh, I'm gonna try to catch up this week. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, Bizarro, if you don't know, is like the yeah. evil incarnations of a lot of the the characters. But it looks like it's been confirmed that Bizarro Supergirl is coming to. Supergirl. Awesome. Robbie Amell um, is going to be returning as Firestorm for Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, and I, I saw this too, and what's interesting about that is they already have the black guy in there, right? Yes, yeah, so, so kind of curious what's going to be doing. What's going to happen with that? Is he going to have, I mean, you, you can't, there can't be three of them. Well, the, the thing can that, there be three of them? you got to remember, with Legends of Tomorrow, you're dealing with time travel. So I'm wondering oh, if that they're going to go okay. back and they're going to okay. be seeing him before Firestorm yeah. or in the original version. Of I, had, I had a brain moment. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So current timeline, it's the black guy. Yes. Then they're going to switch to, they're going to go back. When they go to the past, it's going to be Robbie and Mel again, which is awesome because right. I really liked his Firestorm. That whole dynamic was cool. Yeah, I do. I think this also, depending on how much he's used in Legends of Tomorrow, this might be... Showing that the spinoff that he was possibly going to be involved with the X-Files is not going to happen. Yeah, probably not. But we'll see. Um, Ali Liebert has been cast as the White Canary's love interest. Um, it looks like that in the scene... Or in Who's Ali Liebert? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> she's been in some things. But um, evidently what happens is she's a character back in the 50s. Okay. And that the White Canary, um, in a part where they go back to the 50s, falls in oh she was in fringe and ex Kyle XY. Yeah, okay. Um that she goes back into the fifties and meets this lesbian when you weren't really allowed to say publicly that you that you were a lesbian. Right, right, right. So right. it's really interesting they're gonna be dealing with the uh the I like that. The the civil rights and stuff with that. Yeah, for so sure. it'll be very interesting. Um also it's confirmed that Raza Ghoul, uh so the original actor who played Raza Ghoul, not yeah, well not um uh John Berriman. No, no, it's going to be this guy. Yeah. Who I love this guy. Yeah, so he's going to be back, uh, Matt uh, Nabel. Yeah. Oh, he's so good, dude. Um, he's going to be coming back to play Roz in um, uh, Legend of Tomorrow, which again makes sense because he's been Roz for over 100 years. Oh, yeah. They're dealing with time travel. He'll and, be involved. And the cool thing about that for me, I like that actor and I liked his Roz because it was very similar to the one from the Batman the Animated Series yes. that I kind of fell in love with back then. So, perfect. Cool. Um, moving on to Flash, it looks like Reverse Flash uh, will be uh, returning this season. So is that going to be... Wait. No, it's the... the Wait, the Reverse Flash was Homeboy. But now... No. No. 
that was who he was pretending to be. Re- oh, but the real reverse Flash. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm in. The real reverse Sounds Flash like- who got sent into the portal or whatever mm-hmm. at the end of last season. All right. Um, also, it's been confirmed that uh, what I keep telling you to watch the Vixen cartoons. I know. I saw this too. I was like, oh, I gotta watch that. Yeah, it's confirmed that uh, they're gonna be doing a live action Vixen. Cool. Which again, I'm really kind of curious how they're gonna tie this in because she actually takes place in Detroit and not a fictional city like Star City or, uh, or, uh, Hell's Kitchen. No, Hell's Kitchen is real. Um, what? And that's DC. Hell's Kitchen is an actual neighborhood in, oh, yes. in New York. Oh, yeah. That's okay. actually where they filmed, uh, the Daily Show yeah. is in Hell's Kitchen. But no, uh, not, um, Central City. You were talking about something else with uh, Detroit before. Yeah, the Vixen. Okay. That, that's where the comic takes place. Oh, but right, 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 right. It's kind of curious that they're going to have to tie in a real city with fictional city. So I'm kind of curious how they're going to be doing that. Hmm. Um, let's see. There's also a new Arrow trailer for the, for the mid-season return and also a new Flash trailer. So check those out. That's it that we have for the Arrowverse. Right. We have one bit of news for Orphan Black. We haven't talked about Orphan <laughs> Black in a long time. So long. Mostly um, because I haven't been reading the comics because they're all the same. Yeah, because they're just comic just, versions I'm of the show. Like, I don't want to see comic versions of the show. I have them, and they're very pr- pretty covers. I like them. Yeah, um, I actually am still behind on season three, so I need to catch up. How? Like, mm, that's all right. That was me for for the audience. That was me audibly getting angry at my podcast partner, but I, I'm letting it go. Um, but they have released a teaser for season four. Indeed. Well, so, I mean, you haven't watched season three, and we just went to Comic Con. We saw them in real life, but I mean, I can give you more crap if you want. You wanted me to continue, or should we just go? <laughs> and folks, that is my podcast partner looking at me angrily. I hate you so much. <laughs> um, Ooh, that was an up close mic. You yeah, have your own was, mic now. I do. How nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so check out the Orphan Black teaser. Cool. Um, Captain America. There, there's. This is the seventh, seventy fifth anniversary of a lot of of Marvel stuff. Um, but Captain America is the, is a big one and they're going to be doing a special on ABC sometime this year. And, uh, so there's going to be a special about Cap. So check that out. Very cool. Um, there's going to be some detail there. There are some details with Luke Cage. Um, it looks like it's going to take place directly after, um, the, the events of Jessica Jones. Yeah. And so he's dealing with that. Um, they haven't, I haven't con- finished Jessica Jones yet. So that's oh, really good. But uh, they haven't confirmed wh- whether or not he's going to be uh, wearing his trademark yellow shirt. All right. So, but that, I think he has to. But I think he has to as well. At least halfway through. Yeah, I mean, in, at least in some scenes. Yeah. Um, also, there is a new trailer for the new season of The Hundred, which you were just currently well, recently look, asking and, about. And I realize it's funny because uh, the wife and I like we pick up stuff sometimes and then we put it aside and then we get caught up, uh, caught up on other things. We realized the other day we hadn't finished The Hundred. And it's a really good show. Right. And so they're coming back with season two. Yeah. And cool. they've released a trailer for it. So Very that's cool. That's pretty darn good. Um, also, they I have released. In there. Uh, well, I'm not for sure. The last one, sorry. Um, they, uh, I watched the uh, trailer for Lucifer, which leaked uh, last summer. Okay. And I really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to Lucifer. I mean, well, they released the, the, the premiere. Oh, you were telling me about that. And then the, the show wasn't going to be returning until 2016. Well, they've released a new tra- a trailer for it, so check it out. Also, they've released a trailer for the Sherlock Holiday Special, which uh, premieres, I believe, Friday. Oh, I was just going to say, it has to be this week. Yeah, I think it's New Year's Day. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we've watched all those. I love I love Sherlock. It's exactly. Sherlock Kate's been watching Elementary, which I haven't been watching, but... Yeah, it's just an American version I mean, of it. She she likes it a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, it does have... Um, 
It's got what's his name in it. Yeah. Or no, what's her name in it? Lucy Liu. Yeah. Uh, she plays John uh, Watson. But, or not John, but she plays Watson. Watson. Um, but it has, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. He I was thought it was John. Isn't it John? Watson? Well, I, no, don't. Not, I don't think her name is John. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on the main star, but he was married to uh, Angelina Jolie, and he was in Hackers. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so there's that. And uh, Rob Lowe has a new show coming out, which I found really interesting. It's called Apocalypse. Yeah. Um, and it's got Megan Mullally from... A Will and Grace and somebody else I'm drawing a blank. And I really don't even know what it's about. But what I find really interesting is he already has a show on the air. He does. He's actually on with... Uh, Fred Savage. With Savage. And, and he actually just got nominated for a Golden Globe. It's funny. The wife and I were watching it. And, and it's, I watch it. It's actually pretty funny. It's pretty funny. We watched the first couple episodes, but then again, we went to something else right. and never went back to it. But it, it's it's not not funny. And Rob Lowe's amazing. Yeah. I loved him. Loved him in Parks and Rec. He was like my favorite character in Parks and Rec. What I love, he's so detached. Yeah, he's so and weird, weird too. Um, and actually, you know, it's a it's an interesting comedy block. I think these are on. I can't remember if they're NBC or ABC, but it's back to back. It's it's grandfathered with John Stamos. Oh yeah, and yeah. Josh Peck. Yeah, and uh, also one of my favorite people in the world, Padgett Brewster. Who's that? She was in. Um, she played the matriarch in Another Period. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, she's But good. she was also yeah. in Friends. She was in Criminal okay. Minds. She does a lot of drunk history. Um, she's just brilliant. I love nice. her and everything. She's one of my dream women. Um, oh, look at you. I know, right? Nice. Damn, Paget, if you're listening. No, she's not. She's so not. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. But um, she's one of my favorite people in the world, and cool. she's hilarious in it. But it's a pretty funny show. All right. Um, both both of them are. And it's just it's great that Samos and Roblo are totally embracing that. 50 plus. Oh, yeah. I mean, X heartthrob. Yeah, totally. And I just love seeing Fred Savage on TV again because. Savage is funny, man. You know, you know, he's done some directing. He actually directed Daddy Daycare or Daddy oh, yeah. Day Camp, one of the one other two. One of the two. I like that. Um, he actually had a, a brilliant turn on Slaughter SVU as a rapist um, that went on for a couple of episodes. Really? And he was phenomenal. Huh. I loved him in that. But he also did a, a show that was only on for about a year and a half. Back in the nineties, called Working, and it was totally. Oh, I remember Working. He was yeah. he was the main star of that, and that was brilliant. It was yeah, very it was very much working. like, yeah, I like um, that. it was very much like a Better Off Ted before Better yeah, Off Ted. Totally, oh, Ted is good. All right, man. So I threw this last one. Yeah, in Yeah, what's there. this last one? <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones is still the most pirated TV show. Apparently, it's had the honor for the last several years, probably since it came out. I just threw it out there because it's really interesting to me because. I've read all the books. Mm-hmm. Well, I listen to the audiobooks. I love Game of Thrones. The TV show's great. Definitely takes some departures from the books. Uh, but it's an HBO show. So, uh, how are these people consuming this? HBO does not have that many subscribers. You know what I mean? Makes sense. It's the most pirated TV show. Yeah. So, and, and it's, it's a hell of a show. But, I mean, again, how are people going to get this? So they have, HBO did change how, how people have access to it because right. of this. Um, I think they have HBO Go or something like that. Uh, so, you know, there's another way to do it, but it's still paying money when you can just do the thing that right. none of us talk about that we do. I, I don't. No, I, mean, I, I wouldn't be able to say that the only time I've ever been reprimanded by my cable Indeed. company for downloading okay. yep. content was for downloading Game of Thrones. And so nobody's ever done that. Exactly. 
Um, moving on. Moving on. I, actually, I didn't know about this. Why don't you bring it Yeah, up? I threw this one in here. DC Comics announces new Legends DC Legends of Tomorrow series. And the cool part about this, let me open this up here. The cool part about this, uh, I just actually saw this today. Uh, the cool part is, is they're going to do, let me just read this first part. Um, it's four powerhouse tales in one colossal comic. As some of comics' most legendary talents launch new tales of Firestorm, Metamorpho, Metal Man, and Sugar and Spike. Sugar and Spike. That's right, Sugar and Spike. This new anthology series will reunite several characters from DC's um, uh, comic-rich history with writers that made them fan favorites. So, and it talks about some of the writers. Um, so they're going to do Firestorm, written by uh, Jerry Conway, with art by, you know, and I'm not going to go through all this, but they're going to do Firestorm, Metal Man, Metamorpho, and Sugar and Spike. So, and then they're going to have a Legends of Tomorrow number one, and that's artwork by Aaron Lops, uh, Lepressi. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I actually, like I said, I've been more of a Marvel person uh, when Me it too. comes to comics, but I've started getting into the, the bombshells. Um, also, they started a Superman American Alien. Uh, is a new run that started this year, and also Legends of Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, so I've started on those to read because I, I just want to start getting, they, they just have such a rich history as well. So I want to start finding, I mean, because good story is good story. No, exactly. And, and we're all about story. Exactly. Uh, so going on to movies, again, um, tons of promo images, especially for Assassin's Creed. Ton of images for Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool's all over the place. All over this the holiday place. season. And then a whole bunch of new stuff for Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, so check uh, my Pinterest page. Um, and actually, a lot of this is just going to be on my Pinterest page because I actually don't have a Marvel or Arrowverse right. boards. So go to my, my Pinterest page. The, the cool thing about the Deadpool stuff was that they did all the TV spots. The, the 12, 12 Days, days of Deadpool. Deadpool. and Dude, the new Red Band trailer was hilarious. Yeah, it was really good. So definitely check all that stuff out. We have links in the show notes. Yeah, so scroll back up. So, um, so besides that, it looks like that through some of the concept art that they released is a, a possible movie lineup for X-Force, um, which I'm actually uh, excited about. Um, so check that out. Also, um, that it looks like there's going to be a merged Hulk in Thor Ragnarok or Avengers Infinity, Four, cool. Infinity War. And what we mean by that is that there are times where either Hulk or Bruce Banner has total control. Oh, interesting. And they can't be... Uh, they can't be... They're they not, can't okay. transform. Interesting. Okay. Um, and so uh, Mark Ruffalo has talked about how that could be what's going on. Again, watch all the Deadpool stuff. There's new Deadpool emoji even. Yeah, there's also so much. Um, also... In, the Colossus thing. Yeah, that there's a new actor playing Colossus in the Deadpool trailer, so check that out. Um, also, uh, Tarantino has come out and said that, uh, it turns out back in the nineties, uh, he was considering doing a Luke Cage movie. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and actually, uh, he and his handlers, they were seriously considering either, um, Wesley Snipes, and this was pre-Blade Days. Oh, wow. And, uh, or Lawrence Fishburne to be Luke Cage. Um, I honestly don't think either one would have worked. Uh, Fishburne could have worked it back in the day. But he would have had to been He would have had to got super ripped. Exactly. Wesley's just too small, even when he's he is ripped. Guy. Yeah, he's not very tall. Um, but honestly, I like my culture. I'm good mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they've waited. Uh, but it's really kind of interesting to see the dynamics of, uh, because Tarantino is well known for being a huge geek and, and, and comic book fan. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, even if you watch Crimson Tide, um, which Crimson is not him, Tide? but Crimson Tide was a movie that, that was done with, uh, Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman. And it was directed by, I want to say, 
John McTiernan, I think, or no, Ridley Scott. And, um, but there's a scene in it that they completely talk about the different Silver Surfers. Oh, nice. Including the Jack Kirby Silver Surfer stuff. And that whole scene was written by a Tarantino. Cool. So it's kind of cool. So check that out. It's a, kind of an interesting article. Uh, looks like Avatar 2 has a target date. I mean, do we need Avatar 2? We're doing Avatar 2 and 3. Oh, of He's course. filming both of them together. And this is just Cameron being Cameron. Yeah. So, um, but it's big that he's actually announced a date. Um, Mel Brooks wants to do a Spaceball sequel. I am all for that. Oh, I think he should. I think Mel Brooks should do anything that Mel Brooks wants to do. <laughs> At this point. And uh, uh, it'd be really cool to see him do something like, uh, oh, what am I thinking? Like, something... I mean, he did the original Star Wars in Spaceballs, right? Right. So maybe he does something like Family Guy-ish where he smashes, you know, mashes up a couple or does like three sections and does like some of the other movies or well, something. Family I Guy, mean, Family Guy and, and Seth MacFarlane and uh, Robot Chicken and, and Seth Green Oh, everything tomorrow. Oh, of course they do. And what, what would be cool is that I just think it'd be cool if he like did the, maybe not the prequel, maybe he did the prequel trilogy, but like, you know, in one movie, yeah. you know, so it's like, you know, he shortens real short episode one and then two and then three. And I mean, but Mel Brooks, he would kill it. It'd be awesome. Oh, he would. Be really and I, I'm honestly, Mel, if you're listening, which I know you're not. You're not listening, Mel. We I, know. It's okay. Our feelings are kind of hurt. I'm fine. still waiting for you to finally do His Show World Part 2. Okay. Well, look, we're all waiting for things. But Mel Brooks, we're going to be waiting a while for you to listen to our show, bro. So I know, thank right? You. <laughs> um, also, this is uh, something I find interesting that Stephen Amell, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Green Arrow himself um, is people are considering him for possibly doing something in Marvel, which hmm. being in both DC and Marvel would be really interesting. But people are hoping he might do Nova. I don't see how it matters, and I think that'd be badass. It would be kind of cool. I mean, an actor is an actor, and I think yeah. he'd be a good Nova. Cool. Um, Mark Wahlberg has officially confirmed Transformers Five. Yeah, I saw this. Why? Why are we doing this? Well, it looks like that they're uh, that. Uh, we're supposed to do like to eight or yeah, something. Yeah, Michael Bay has eight. confirmed four more. So five, six, Ugh. seven, and eight. Um, but Wahlberg has confirmed that he's doing five. So Wahlberg, I know you're not listening, but people who watch Transformer movies, stop giving them the money, dude. I, I can't I can't take much more of this. <laughs> I love Transformers, dude. I uh, love it. Childhood. Can't do any more movies. Uh, it, <laughs> uh, and again, am we're I done? Be, Is no, that a mini rant? Again, we're going to be posting some some images for Doctor Strange yep. up on Pinterest, but why don't you tell us a little bit about the news? Oh, so I'm excited. I uh, I have three or four different Doctor Strange things in here. The first, there's a look at Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Uh, there's some cool image of him doing some magic. He's great. Which I mean, oh. he's a great. That, I think that's one of the most brilliant casting that Marvel's done. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be phenomenal. Uh, so Rachel Adams, uh, character details in Doctor Strange revealed as well. And I'm not sure why I put this in here. Hold on one second. What is this? Oh, yes. So, Rachel uh, McAdams. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Details in regards to Rachel McAdams is playing, uh, a Doctor Strange movie. So she is going to be, let's see. Kevin Feige says, Rachel McAdams plays a fellow surgeon that has a history with Strange and is his sort of linchpin to his old life. Once he steps into his role of a sorcerer, uh, she is someone he connects with at the beginning and reconnects with and helps anchor his humanity. Um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Uh, so then we have... I basically think she's going to be his equivalent of Natalie Portman's... Oh, yeah. Kind of like, yeah, totally. All right, so what else do we have? We have Mads Mikkelsen revealed to be Doctor Strange in the movie, uh... 
as the villain. Yeah, and if you don't remember Mads Mikkelsen, he, I don't. Play, he played the big baddie in uh, Casino Royale. Mm, no memory. The one with the leaky eye mm, in James Bond. I'm pretty sure I never saw that. Uh, well, did I? I don't have much memory of it. But anyway, so let's see. Feige says, we will get the Mads character. Uh, Feige says, Mads character is a sorcerer who breaks off uh, into his own sect. Uh, he believes that the Ancient One is just protecting her own power base and that the world uh, may be better off if we were to allow some of these other things through. So, you know, so we have some, right? Yeah, and the Ancient One, again, is played by Tilda Swinton, who I cannot wait. It's going to be so cool. And then Kevin Feige also hints at the time gem for Doctor Strange's powers. Uh, and this article, this little tidbit thing here, was mostly just about how they're going to do the magic part of okay. it. Okay. And, and I thought this was kind of cool because um, uh, he, he basically says he can do a whole lot of things eventually, which I think is important. Uh, you know, you, you don't, you never in these universes want to introduce a character, and it's not even how comic books are structured. You never want to introduce a character that is all-powerful uh, out, out the gate, you know. So he can do a whole host of things eventually. He does cast spells, which uh, in comics have a, a very sort of tongue-twisty fun names. We don't want to shy away from that because that's what makes Doctor Strange Doctor Strange. So anyway, it continues on with that. So check out the link in the show notes. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, you dropped out the time gem thing? That's what I was just talking about. That's what I was reading from. Oh. I was literally reading from that. What Did I just close that window? I think you did, but you didn't mention the time gem itself. Because I think it's in the in the 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 amulet that he wears. But the time gem is one of the infinity stones, I believe. Yeah, hold on. So that's why they're um, tying them. Hints at time. Oh, he hints at time gem. Yeah. Cloak of levitation and eye of the Agamotto are his two signature pieces. In this film, the eye is a very important relic that can be quite dangerous if it's used in the wrong hands because it has the ability to do a number of things. The most dangerous of which um, it can sort uh, sort of manipulate probabilities. Which is also another way of saying screw around with time, which is part of our story. So that's the hint of the time yeah, gem. Yeah, okay. the time gem is in the, the eye. Okay. Um, but I believe the time gem is one of the infinity stones. Yeah, I wasn't trying to gloss. So I just missed that. Glossing. Glossing. Okay, um, so. Now, you're the big Elder Scroll fan, so I'm actually surprised you didn't hear about this. But yeah, I didn't, but. They're working on Elder Scrolls Legends, which is going to be a mobile game that's uh, uh, card-based. Mm-hmm. game very much like. Uh, uh, Hearthstone or those other ones. Yeah, the Force Collection Star Wars game. Yeah. Um, but it's been delayed till 2016. I like Elder Scrolls, but I I can only play like max two two mobile games at a time. Yeah. So on the merchandise, um, Hot Toys obviously has some new stuff. So I want to talk about. Holy that. crap! Hot Toys, Batman. Ver- Have you seen these pictures? They're beautiful. <laughs> Hot Toys, Batman vs Superman, uh, Batmobile revealed. And so, if you want something of phenomenally amazing and intricate, and literally in the cockpit intricate. Pick this up. It's disgusting. Yeah, it looks pretty darn cool. And expensive. Yeah, I'll, I'll, again, I'll put these up on Pinterest, so check those out. Boom. Um, there's new Civil War merchandise. Um, so, uh, like backpacks and stuff like that. Yep. So take a look at that. Um, we we're talking that we get back to Funko. So Funko's also doing some, uh, licensing agreement with Marvel. And their first box was in November, and they did, or they, their first box was in September, I think. But the most recent one they did was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in December. Oh, right, right. But the new one in February is Deadpool oh, for the Collector so cool. Core. I want this. Um, so we'll put links in the show notes for both the uh, the Smuggler's Bounty and the the Deadpool box. Um, but they're very similar to like Loot Crate. 
Um, they're 25 bucks a month. Um, you get a shirt and a Funko in it, which is pretty darn cool. So I definitely uh, suggest... I'll take my Funko Deadpool now, please. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then also uh, they've released uh, Batman v Superman uh, Trinity children's books. Oh. And so you're going to get children's books that are uh, three of them, all based on the Trinity. So uh, you know, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. But it tells their backstories. Very cool. Going into this movie. So if you are a canon person and you want to know the backstories of these three characters going into this version of the universe... Check out these children's books because they're going to be a, give you a basic uh, understanding. Awesome. Um, that's it for pop culture for me this week. Oh my god, dude! Uh, and I we feel... and we ignored a lot of stuff. We, look, we didn't hit everything this week, and I think that's we just need to. We should probably put that in the front of the show. But look, there was some stuff we missed. But honestly, we we're about a week. You know, we're catching up. There was some stuff that happened in the week off uh, around the holidays. But honestly, I mean, we've covered the majority of things. Uh, I don't think there's anything out there right now that we haven't touched on that needs to be touched on. So we're, you know, we'll be back next week and we'll do our thing. Yep. Um, we are, and if you're still listening to this and, you know, we're getting close to the two hour mark now. Um, if you're still listening to this, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out there right now. We are coming up on our one year episode and we're going to mark that as, uh, I think, with the third week of January, I think is going to be our one-year episode. I think that's when we put our first one out. Mm-hmm. Granted, most people celebrate, you know, episode 52 or whatever. Uh, we didn't hit every week, but we also put out a lot of, uh, a lot of side podcasts and stuff as well. Um, you know, we are open to suggestions. Uh, you want to send us an audio clip or something I can splice into the show, that'd be awesome. Um, you know, if you listen to the show and, and you're with us still, we'd love to hear from you. And, and we might have a few guests on in the next few weeks as well. Uh, so, uh, I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just want to say I'm, I'm throwing up the, uh, the flag. We saying, want to hear from you. Well, uh, and I'm throwing up the flag basically saying like, look, you know, we're coming up on your episode. We've had people that, you know, like John Skeen and, and some of these other folks who've been with us since the very beginning. And we just want to make sure that uh, we're doing right by you guys. And, yep. and we either... And whether you know that how much be, we appreciate you. Yeah, whether that be get you on the show and or, uh, you know, have your voice heard on the show in some way. So, anyway, uh, more details of that to come. Yep. So, this will be our last show. Hopefully, I'll get this out before the new year. If not, it'll come out on the 1st. I'm trying to get this out. Oh, God. That'll be tomorrow. So, I'll have to get this out tomorrow to get to beat the new year. But... Uh, anyway, we just want to say Happy New Year before we get to our outro stuff. and Happy New Year and have a happy 2016. Yeah, and I cannot wait to another year and beyond. And, you know, we're going to get to Comic-Con before we know it. And uh, we're going to be rolling, man. Yeah. I, I, I love this. And, and, I'm, and I'm glad to be here with you, my friend. Me too. I'm uh, really enjoying what we're doing. Indeed. So... So, thanks for tuning into the okay, usual podcast. No, no, we welcome no, all no. feedback. So, once again... Mm. There we go. If you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and of course, find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Sorter Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter, Will is at I am Will Griggs, iTunes, Stitch Radio, maybe Google Play, and of course, give us a rating. We love that. AudibleTrial.com slash usualpodcast if you want to support the show in that way, and of course, the best way, if you think we're worth at least a dollar. Uh, please hit us up, patreon.com slash usual podcast. And unless you have any, uh, you know, closing words or things to talk over me, please do. Pew pew. Pew pew indeed. And thanks again. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.